morning, everyone. We are so glad that you are here to worship with us today. Um, I wanted to let you know about some quick announcements I have. We have some online Sunday school options. If you have not checked out our online Sunday school classes, you're going to want to do that. We have one class that is led by Mark, I'm sorry, Ken Casey and George Vardner. Everybody loves that class. And another one with Mark Condra and Eric Wright leading a Sunday school uh, virtual class. My next announcement really doesn't have a lot to do with church, but it's something you're all going to celebrate. Fall weather, some cooler weather is coming by the end of the week. I think it's great. So uh, our youth and kids are meeting outside currently on Wednesday nights with some social distancing. Uh, this Wednesday night, the youth and kids are going to be outside packing the Christmas shoe boxes uh, that we do through the United Methodist Church. And those go to help kids around the world. Um, so it's a, it's a blessing that we get to help kids in other countries. So your youth and kids are going to want to be a part of that this Wednesday night. Um, tonight, we have drive-through communion from 5 to 7 in the portico. We'd love to see you. And this is my last announcement. It's a big one. I know Benny's pretty excited about this announcement. So next Sunday, we are going to be uh, having in-person worship here on Sunday morning. And we would love to see you. Both services uh, will be in person. Um, we're going to spread out and we'll have our masks. And you'll get a letter in the mail from Pastor Sam, if you haven't gotten it yet, with some of those instructions. But we are so happy to have uh, all of you back in the sanctuary next Sunday. And again, if you don't feel comfortable coming back quite yet, it's okay. Watch online. Um, but you are more than welcome to come back. So uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we have so much to be thankful for this morning, um, and now we ask that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Let us all stand together this morning and sing our opening hymn for verse 577, God of Grace and God of Glory.
from your home, will you join us in the affirmation of faith this morning? I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. As we prepare our hearts for this time of tithe and offering, I wanted to let you know um, that you can give online on the church website. You can also do text to give, or you can mail in um, tithes and offerings as well. And again, next week, you might be able to place it in a plate that's placed uh, in the back of the church. So we're so glad that that's going to be happening next week. Um, and as we are preparing to pray, would you write in any prayer concerns online that you may have this morning? We want to remember to continue to pray for our doctors and nurses in the area, our school teachers, uh, and then also so many of our church members are out traveling today, so we want to be praying for them as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we pray that you will bless every tithe and gift that is given this morning, that you will use it for your kingdom. Um, we pray that you will bless those who give of their time and service uh, in the church as well. And we lift up our doctors and nurses, God. We pray that you will give them strength, give them patience and energy as they're working so hard. Um, we pray for the school teachers, those who are teaching virtually and those that are teaching in person. Both are having uh, challenges this year. We pray that um, you'll give them a special blessing as well. We pray for our students uh, in, in our county that are doing school differently, God, that you will be with them as well and their parents and their families. Then, so many in our church are going through difficult times, whether it be financial problems or health problems. We pray that you will um, give them that grace, that, uh, that peace that passes all understanding. And sometimes, God, we don't know what to pray, and we remember the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Will you join me in the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen.
Write it on Facebook Live or however you're watching this, maybe on YouTube. Will you just say how thankful you are that we have such great uh, musicians here in our church? It's amazing. Um, so this morning, uh, I wanted to talk to you about Philippians 4.13. Let's just pray. Um, loving God, I pray that you will speak through us through this scripture. I pray that you will um, touch our hearts and allow uh, this scripture to transform us. Um, I pray that uh, you will use these words to uh, help us all grow closer in our relationship with you and closer to others. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So uh, if I were to ask the teenagers here at Youth Group any Wednesday night, if I were to say, what is your favorite scripture? A handful of them would probably say Philippians 4.13. Um, it's a favorite scripture of many. It's a scripture that us as grown-ups, we memorize it too. Maybe we learned it in, in when we were younger for a football game or a band competition, a 5K race. Maybe when you were getting ready to do some home remodeling, you said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? Maybe before a medical test, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'll tell you this morning, I said this scripture. I knew this was going to be our theme this morning, but uh, I was walking my dog this morning about 7, 7.15, uh, 
And usually on a Sunday, if I'm going to be preaching, I'll be thinking about the scripture, praying, and trying to get in that zone. But as I'm walking my dog, two squirrels are fighting in a tree above my head. And uh, during this fight, one of the squirrels fell, maybe, I don't know, was it 20 feet? And it fell on top of my head, the squirrel did. It scratched it pretty good, I was bleeding. My dog's trying to rip my arm out of socket, he's barking, going crazy. I run into the house to tell my wife the story, and I'm, am I bleeding and I'm bleeding? She, she, she doesn't know what's wrong with me, and when I'm trying to tell her then about the squirrel, she finds some humor in it, so. <laughs> and then everybody at church does, too. They all find humor in it here at the church, so. Even in our crazy circumstances, that scripture popped into my mind. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can somehow get this all taken care of and make it to church to preach a sermon this morning. So this is a scripture that impacts all of us. We know it. We memorize it. Um, I would even say on a Friday night, any given Friday night in our county, there's going to be a football game. We're just going to pick on two teams in the county. Let's say Glencoe and Hoax Bluff are going to play each other in a football game. Two teams. Each team probably has at least one kid that has Philippians 4.13 in mind. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm going to win this game because Jesus is on my side, they might think. But you know what? One of those kids is going to win, one's going to lose. Um, is God blessing the kid who wins, giving me strength, and the one who loses, did he not pray enough? What does this scripture mean? Was the Apostle Paul, when he wrote Philippians 4.13, was he getting ready for soccer or football? Or was it something else? What was going on here? So today we start a sermon series at the church on pop verses. These are those scriptures that we know so well in pop culture. You see these scriptures on shirts. You see it painted on uh, eyelids of football players, billboards, stickers on people's cars. You've seen Philippians 4.13 around before. I actually did some research on this, and uh, when I found a Christianity Today posted an article a while back saying that Philippians 4.13 is the third most popular scripture in the United States. So John 3.16's got to be number one. So this is up there, Benny. This, is, this one's pretty high up there. Um, so please know, I'm not picking on any athlete for using this scripture. I place this scripture in my head when I'm going to go run a race. I think it's a great passage for all of us to memorize, to carry with us. But does it mean something more? Does it have more meaning than what sometimes we give it credit to? Um, so this morning, we are going to read Philippians 4, verses 4 through 13. We're going to read some of those scriptures leading up to that key scripture that we memorize. And some of these other scriptures ahead of it, you're going to recognize those as well, too. I'm going to be reading from the Common English Bible, so it makes it easy for all of us to understand. It starts in verse 4. Be glad in the Lord always. Again, I say be glad. Let your gentleness show in your treatment of all people. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious about anything. Rather, bring, it up to, bring up your request to the Lord in prayer and petitions, along with giving thanks. So just this first part of the scripture. Have you heard it before? Have you heard that? Don't be anxious about anything. I've heard this scripture before. I'm not that great at it, but I've heard it before. And I don't even think Paul's saying it's wrong for us to have anxiety, because I know some of us, deal with it, we struggle with it, we might even need to go to the doctor and get some medication for anxiety, but I know what Paul's talking about here, because sometimes I'll carry around all my worries, all my stress, and then I might be able to go walk at Nakalula Falls or something and just talk to God, 
and finally hand her over some of the stuff in prayer. Say, I have no control over this, God. I'm giving this to you in prayer. Would you write something in the comments, say amen or something, if you've experienced that before too? I bet you have. So I'm reminded, Paul's telling us, no matter what we're going through, our anxieties, our stress, pray about it. Hand it over to God. Um, Then Paul says in verse 7, I'll continue, Then the peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep your hearts and minds safe in Christ Jesus. From now on, brothers and sisters, if anything is excellent, if anything is admirable, focus your thoughts on these things. All that is true, all that is holy, all that is just, all that is pure, all that is lovely, and all that is worthy. When I read that part of the scripture, because I've heard that passage before too, but it reminds me, my attitude can be terrible sometimes. I don't know about you, but especially the past six months with having to stay inside more than I want to or social distancing, and I miss it. I'm a people person. So I've been the king of complaining. I don't know if anybody else can testify, but I complain and grumble a lot. I'm pretty good at it. It's not a good thing to be good at either. But I challenge myself sometimes. I remind myself, maybe wake up in the morning and think of 10 things to be thankful for. If you can start your day off, no matter what the circumstances are, say, I'm going to think of 10 things to be thankful for. Um, And that may be hard right now during COVID time, but you can be thankful maybe that your child's at home. Find some things to be thankful for about it. I know you're thinking, how can I be thankful my child's at home? Find some reasons. Find some joy that you're getting to have lunch with them. Even though you'd rather than be in school, be thankful they're at home. You get to see them some more. Um, Maybe be thankful for the great things you see in nature, except for squirrels falling on your head. That's not something to be thankful for, I guess. But find some things. Would you write something in the comments, something that, one of the ten things that you're thankful for today? Something that makes you, when we start our day off with things we're thankful for, it changes the attitude for the day. It changes your perspective. Um, Verse 9, Paul continues, practice these things, whatever you've learned, received, heard, or saw in us. The God of peace will be with you. Verse 10. I was very glad in the Lord because now at last you have shown concern for me again. I'm not saying this because I'm in need of anything. And I want you to hear this key part he says. Paul says, for I have learned to be content in all circumstances. I'm going to say that again. Paul says, I have learned to be content in all circumstances. Content in all circumstances Ask yourself that. Are you content today, where you're at right now? Are you content? It's been a rough year for all of us, but are you content? And I know your circumstances aren't what you planned, aren't what you hoped for for this year, but Paul said he's been content in all circumstances. Things didn't always go his way either. I'm going to continue, verse 12. I know the experience of being in need and having more than enough. I have learned the secret of being content in every circumstance, Whether full or hungry, having plenty or being poor, I can endure all things through the power of the one who gives me strength. That was the common English version. You know it as, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But I know this about the Apostle Paul. He had rough times. We read in scripture he spent time in prison. He says he had times where he was poor and had little to eat. Times of having plenty. But in all circumstances, God gave him strength. I've never been to prison. I hope I never go. But Paul was there, and somehow he was able to, uh, 
to find God's strength and, and comfort and be content in that circumstance. I've never been extremely hungry. I don't know about you. I've been on mission trips where I've seen kids in orphanages that are truly hungry, starving. And you know what? Sometimes I saw them have joy and contentment, and it amazed me. But I bet, you know, maybe we haven't been in prison or haven't been extremely hungry, but I bet some of us, like the Apostle Paul when he says he was poor, I bet you can remember a time being in college where you were broke and you were eating ramen noodles maybe. Or maybe when you first got married, you're watching this, and when you first got married you had a leaky roof and little money and you said, how am I going to get through this? But you look back, and those were some of your most enjoyable years. And you look back and you can see that it was the strength of God um, that, that got you through that circumstance. Maybe you're watching and you say, I've never had any money problems. But maybe it was a divorce, loss of a loved one, just something in your life where you just felt really down and didn't know if you would ever recover. But it was the grace of God. You can look back at that moment and you can say, the strength of God got me through all things through Christ who strengthens me. A few years ago, I went with a friend to a camp in Michigan. Uh, a doctor friend invited me. It was a camp for kids with cancer. Um, this was not a, a mission trip. It was, it was simply a camp for kids with cancer where they can zip line and they can do all the things that other kids get to do at camp, except they're going to have some doctors and nurses there uh, to help them with treatments if they need it there or special medicine. Um, and I was there. I was asked to be a chaperone, and what a great trip. It's funny because I learned more and I carried more back from that trip than any mission trip type of uh, trip I'd ever been on in my life. I can remember being there, and I've preached sermons on this very thing. I can remember being there and seeing a sign on the wall, and it said, I'm third, right? This is at a, they use a YMCA camp facility to host their camp, and it says, I'm third on the wall. That means God first, others, then yourself. Again, like I said, this wasn't really a, a faith-based camp at all that I was at, but the positive attitude that these kids had and the way they actually applied that I'm third type of lifestyle. Now, some of these kids, junior high kids that are at cancer camp, they may have not have ever heard of this passage from the Apostle Paul, but somehow I think they applied some of these things in their life. And I'm going to tell you, from things I learned from the scripture and things I thought about these kids when I thought about it, um, Paul said, don't be anxious about anything. Give it to God in prayer. Somehow these kids were able to give over their anxieties about their health, their condition, what they had been through in the past. They were able to um, give that anxiety over to God. I know for us, sometimes that anxiety is medical or financial problems, but don't let it steal your joy, right? Hand it over to God. Number two, I noticed these kids, they were able to focus on positives, those things that are true, those things that are admirable, those things that are positive influences in their lives, they were able to focus on those things. These were kids that had been through way more than I ever have. How were they able to do that? Number three, um, Paul said to be content in all circumstances. These kids, I don't know how they were able to do it, but they had some bad news in their life, and maybe they had good days and bad days, but in all of it, they, these kids were content at camp. For us, it's kind of selfish things like, online school or being stuck at home more than we want to be and are we content though are we content right now where God has us number four this is what Paul taught us no God is with us uh, Christ's strength is with us in all circumstances good or bad 
somehow these kids were able to have a positive um, outlook and knowing they had strength through all of it. So I would say for myself, when I challenge myself to be content in all circumstances, to have the strength of Christ moving in me, some good starters for me are giving thanks every day, trying to think of one or two reasons to be content where I'm at right now, whether it's where I want to be or not, and asking for God's, God's guidance and strength through it all. So let's get back to this football game, right? On Friday night, it's Hoax Bluff and Glencoe. I think those are the two teams we picked. There's one kid on each team. One's going to win, one's going to lose. They both have memorized Philippians 4.13. But the kid that loses, maybe he can say this when he loses. I'm going to hand over my frustrations and anxiety about this loss over to God. I'm going to look for, number two, I'm going to look for the positive, looks for ways to grow and learn through this experience. Number three, with God's help, this child can be content in the circumstance, even in the loss. Look for positives and give thanks about it. Number four, this kid who loses or wins can say, God is with me in all circumstances. I have strength to face loss with dignity, with grace, with God's strength. I can do all things. And that's a lesson for us as well. So here's my challenge. In times we are weak, tired, burnt out, um, those are often times the strength of God is most visible in our lives. So we're tired, we're burnt out. So know today, right now in 2020, in all circumstances, we can persevere, we can be thankful, we can move forward in all things with Christ who strengthens us. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray this morning, because we've all had some different circumstances than we would want this year. We know that we can, we can overcome because it is the power of Christ in us that we can do all things. I pray that you will help us to be content in all circumstances. I pray that you will help us to pray about our anxieties, to hand things over to you, um, and help us to give thanks throughout all seasons of our life. So we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. At home, will you sing with us our closing hymn, I Surrender All?
So today, as we go about our, the rest of our week, may we be reminded to find things to be thankful for, to remember to be content in all circumstances, and know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Go in peace.